Temecula, California. My mom always says, don't sweat the small stuff. You know what? It's all small stuff. Is this thing on? This is Overdogs Podcast. Yeah, this is uh, the first episode of Overdogs. I'm your host, Bags. We got Mac Malley, legend in his own mind. We got Sam, the nicest fucking guy to ever fight in the fucking octagon. And uh, we'll have a special guest uh, every week talking about betting, MMA, UFC, combat sports. And here we go. Nice fucking way. Fucking the headset. Hey, we got you. Sean Strickland, the IT geek. Let's go. All right. Fucking hey, man. Do you guys train? What do you guys do? Just fucking, do you guys just put on podcasts? So I've got a company. Um, I've got a company. We sponsor a bunch of fighters. We sponsor John, uh, Ilya, Roy Jones Jr. Um, we got crypto. a streetwear company. Okay, guys, it's a crypto. I don't know about that, man. It's not really doing too hot these days. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, now I do podcasts because I'm so fucking broke. Yeah. All right. So, guys, how do how do you want to do this, man? We're I'm in Connecticut. I'm at a Starbucks. I'm trying not to offend anybody, but there's nobody here, so we're good. Then let's fucking go. All right. So you guys all in Tennessee? You guys all out in fucking hillbilly land? I'm, I'm in, in Florida, but I was born and raised in hillbilly land in Tennessee. Oh, there we go. How about you, man? The sunglass guy. We got out. Albuquerque. Yeah, you got to have your gimmick, the sunglasses, you know? It's either that or you're autistic. I knew you. See, dude, I said yesterday, I know this motherfucker's going to say something about my glasses, so let's get that out of the way right away. Yeah. Let, I let me ask you something. What are you hoping to accomplish? Like, what is what is the message here? Is it the message here that I'm just super fucking cool, I wear a hat, and I'm just fucking, like, what is the message? Um, what do you want? What, when I look at you, when we all look at you, what are we supposed to fucking say? You're just not supposed to see my eyes because I smoked a fat blunt. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's the thing, dude. I just, I got to ask myself, what are you trying to convey? You know what I'm saying? Besides, you yeah, look like nothing. a NASCAR racer. No. <laughs> That's the first time I heard that one. Um, yeah, no, dude. I don't like people when I get stoned, bro. As long as people don't look at my eyes, I'm chill. Yeah, no, man. You got the hipster thing. You got the beard. You got the hat. You got the little unbuttoned thing. What is that? A cross on your neck? No, it's a wing. See, I knew. Look, tear me down, dog. Tear me down. I, I had the long hair too. I just yeah. went Sean Strickland, bro. Let's fucking go, man. What is what is your little fucking your necklace? What is that? What do you what are you trying to convey? What do you want us to see, dude? It's a good question, man. It's just one of those things, bro. Like when you walk into a bar and you plan this out in your head, like, oh, I'm gonna buy a girl a drink, and like, which is not gonna happen. And she says, oh, look at that cool necklace. Tell me about it. Like, what is your spill? What do you? What is your? I get me fucking pussy spill. Okay, well, so um, it works really well, first of all. And uh, wait, wait, no, wait, I don't know, man. Quick question, yeah. Sean. What were you wearing yesterday at the fucking Starbucks when she thought you were homeless? I was, I'm just fucking wearing this, man. I'm fucking I wearing you. I fucking called it. Dude, when you said that yesterday, I said, bro, guarantee you wear white shirt jeans in the fucking janitor clip with the keys. Yeah. Bro, I'm the fucking, and well, dude, I walk in there and she's like, excuse me, sir, can I get you water? And I'm just like, 
bitch, I got money. I got a job. Like, I, got, <laughs> I get I mean, you a water. A coffee. Public bathroom. Yeah. Anyways, man, you know, Albuquerque sucks. Um, it's empty. I mean, besides Albuquerque, New Mexico being a shithole, which, you know, it sucks. There's no, there's no bodies there. It, it was big when they had John Jones. So I went to Albuquerque years ago thinking, oh, man, John Jones, like, this is the best fucking gym ever. I get to learn how to fucking do drugs and beat my wife and go train in Albuquerque. I can't wait. So I go there. I fucking go there, and, like, it's empty. There's nobody fucking there. There's no bodies. There's no training. Greg Jackson was probably out trying to be fucking best friends with the next superstar. Yeah, Albuquerque wasn't for me. Was it when they had the newer Jacksons? Because like, no, you're not hurting my feelings. Just, so it was that new one downtown? Why, do you train at Jackson's? No, fuck no. Yeah. No, I mean, fucking, yeah, no, there was just, there's just nobody there. It's, uh, so here, here's the thing, dude. Like, you get these fucking freaks in nature, like John Jones, right? George St. Pierre, even, we could say that. I know he doesn't really look like a freak in nature, but, you know, he, he's, he has the mind for it. So you get these coaches and they get these fucking freaks of nature and these freaks of nature go and like win world titles and people tend to put it all on the coach. Like, Oh man, Jackson's the best fucking gym. Like they got John Jones, bro. John Jones can go train in a fucking crackhead's garage and win a world fucking title. So that's my, you know, I went there. There was nobody there and I left, but I like, I like Greg. He's a nice guy, a little weaselly looking, but he's a nice guy. So, anyways, man, that's that's my thoughts on Jacksons. Any yeah. any other questions, guys? Any other any other questions? Yeah, yeah of course. course. All right, tell me this, uh, Sean. I mean, obviously, you're you're in the middle of fucking camp. You're you're fighting in what two weeks now? Yeah, about three weeks. You're heading, you're heading yeah, fucking hard in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Rough. Fifteen days. Um, what made you take this fight? Money, money. Uh, the UFC just said pretty much they offered me a couple. Uh, uh, rank guys, everybody said no. So pretty much the UFC just said, um, either wait like six, eight months till somebody opens up or just sit on the bench. I wanted, I think the real fight that should happen me and Costa. I don't know what the fuck the UFC was thinking that, to not put me and Costa on a main event card or like a headline card, but it's his life, man. So I don't see where yeah, fuck you. They offered me, so they offered me this fight, and I was like, fuck, I don't want to fight this guy. There's no name motherfucker, you know, a boo from Aladdin. I don't fucking know this guy. But then UFC said, hey, you know what? We want this fight. Here's some money. And I said, all right, let's fight this guy. So here, here we are. Man. We, we, I mean, at the end of the day, dude, we're all fucking whores. We all have a dollar amount. How much? Yeah, how much you know Chris Curtis. He always used to say, "We're prize fighters. Give us a prize and we'll fight." That's yeah. the deal. We're not martial artists. We're we're prize fighters. Yeah, and our career is short, man. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta fucking rake up the stacks while they're there. Look, it's it's yeah. not just fighting either, boys. We're all whores. Like, yeah, it, it translates all other fucking businesses as well. Everybody's own, dude. Everybody has a pimp. But uh, I don't really know much about him. I watched him fight. Uh, I watched him fight Dustin, uh, Dustin Scolzi. He's a fucking utter can, man. I mean, I don't even think Dustin should be in the UFC. Like, so it's kind of funny that you they're going to use that guy as a highlight reel. Dustin came to Vegas and just got fucking mocked. I think I ended up breaking his nose in the first round, knocked him out in like two minutes. Like, utter fucking can. So, you know, you but that's the best thing about fighting, man. Sometimes, like, 
sometimes you just get lucky, man. You get signed to UFC, and then the UFC will, like, feed you a, a little poodle, and then you go and you do some badass shit. It was like, oh, fuck, not knowing that Dustin fucking, you know, fucking my little fucking niece could fuck up Dustin. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, hey, this last weekend, uh, Amanda Nunes, she she went on and she, she defended her title. She retired oh, after that. Man. Now, like, before she left the ring, Juliana Pena was calling her out, saying she's, you know, a punk for leaving. Did you Do, see you it? I called it four minutes before it happened. get that next title fight? Uh, what are my options? <laughs> any female, any male, anyone you want to fight for that one thirty-five pound title? Five pounder? I don't fucking know, dude. Like, I don't. Any any man that wants to compete with a fucking girl is another fucking coward. But I mean, like, yeah, know, I agree with that. John, best of luck, brother. Appreciate you coming on, man. Can't wait to beat you. Uh, watch you beat his ass in uh, July first. Thanks, John. All right. We'll wow, see you later, buddy. Dude, Boys, that goes Matt. exactly like I thought it would. What'd you guys think about uh Oliveira last weekend? Oh, I couldn't believe it! Couldn't believe it! What a fight! I, I had picked, I yeah, I, I picked uh Benil to win. I thought Benil's better everywhere. I thought he was better striking, better jiu-jitsu, better wrestling. Just can't take a kick to the head, I guess. <laughs> who, who can? <laughs> right, even when you're blocking, he caught him nasty swaying into it. Uh, my big thing on that one was I didn't think Benil's the better striker. I think he's the more. I think I thought if it went more in a round or two, that would be where if it looked anything like the Tony Ferguson fight, Benil's a better wrestler than people seem to realize sometimes, and then that nasty left hand mm-hmm. power, and he's just on that run. But something about Charles this time, man, there was just something that, like, illuminated by God. Like, that fucking energy came out and exuded from him. Is that the right word? Exuded? Yeah. Yeah, it worked. It worked. Yeah, I, know, like, I know what you're talking about. We're probably just, all three wrong, but we're fucking idiots. Who cares? He, he just had that energy, like, no, I'm back to prove a fucking point. And I felt so bad because I picked Benil as well. I thought he'd maybe get a late later round finish um, or, or maybe win by decision, but... No, man. There's just yeah, something I, I different about Oliveira, especially since I, so 2010 he debuts. 2019 he gets his first KO in the UFC, right? He's had four since, well, four total, and he's gone toe to toe with Gaethje, Poirier, and Chandler, and finished all three. Now, mm-hmm. uh, Dustin Poirier is the only one he didn't drop in uh, on the feet before getting like a sub or anything. Mm-hmm. He just but that's a spectacular neck. run. Like, oh, it's no, it's fantastic. I'm not shitting on it. I just want yeah, no, 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 not at all, not at all. No one to no, be I like, mean, oh, bro, he didn't knock him out. No, I know. <laughs> nah, yeah. not at all. No, but I mean, that's that's like as as good as a fucking run gets. Honestly, I mean, that's what you're like top five, and you pretty much that's take the, everybody out. What I called them on Twitter yesterday was the Trinity. This a fucking holy Trinity of violence gods, man. Yeah. In MMA yeah, terms, I, I, if he had beaten Islam in that fight, I was prepared to call him the greatest of all time. If he, if he, he he's It'd be hard to argue against it. I, I've still got GSP on that on that list. GSP is still my number really? one. But if he were to beat Khabib Jr., I, I just I don't think I could keep him off it. You know All what? Right, give, me your, give me your top five, Sam. Yeah, I would like to, uh, top five greatest ever. GSP's number ever. one. Uh, what am I saying? I I gotta say Khabib just because the twenty nine and zero is pretty oh, impressive. Okay. Uh, it, it is. I, I like. I like Khabib in that. Jose Aldo. I'm putting in there. Max Holloway. I don't want to put him in there just because he can't beat Volkanovski. 
but he can't lose to anyone else. So I, I think I have to put Max on there at this point. And uh, yeah, you, probably Stipe. I, probably Stipe up there. Just you got to get the one heavyweight. It's between Stipe and Fedor for, for the greatest. Hey, Mac. Uh, heavy, heavy you, heavyweight. you realize who he didn't put in there, right? Yeah. I, no, I've got a, a reason for unique. it. I'm, no, I'm yeah, sure no, you do. Go ahead. This is a subjective argument, and I don't take. There's only certain answers that I, I should. It's like this is like uh this is like not including Barry Bonds and the best hitters, best players. I, yeah, you're on. Yes, give him more steroids. The same reason. Yeah, I didn't have Anderson Silva in that list either, even though I, Anderson is probably my favorite fighter of all time. Uh, and it's if if you if you have some some popping happen, if you saw to get you. You may be great. You may be the greatest of all time, but I can't put you on the list for that. We okay. don't know how this, great you would have been had you not, you know, done what you've done. See, and I, I think that's totally valid. I've always said that when it comes down to the GOAT, there's two valid answers, in my opinion, flat out. And it's John Jones or GSP. And what that comes down mm-hmm. to is, did you ever pop? So there you go. That mm-hmm. invalidates it for Sam. Or did you ever lose? That's really what it comes down to. John Jones popped, but never lost. GSP lost, but he beat the shit out of everyone that ever beat him the second mm-hmm. time around. And it just comes down to that. So if you invalidate him because he popped, boom, it's GSP. But if you go, this motherfucker never lost, I don't care about steroids, then it's John Jones. And for me personally... The, the other thing I like about GSP, and I suppose Jones has done it now too, is that he retired for five years and then came back, went up a weight class and won another belt. Jones has done it now too. Uh, you, you can't say that wasn't like extremely impressive the way he did. Gan coming back three year oh. hiatus. Oh, yeah, I, I don't think Sam's in any happened. way saying like he's not impressed. No, I think he's just saying not. he's invalidated he's from the goat because of no, the no, no, no. But yeah. I'm just I'm just adding on to his point of what he fucking did with a three year hiatus and then coming back and we and we know his training schedule wasn't even that like he wasn't even that stringent right when he was like running the gambit. But he was beating the fuck out of everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looked at Cormier and said, I did fucking cocaine last last time, two days before the fight, and I still beat you. Imagine what I'll do to you this time. Like, that's well, a fucking wild statement to like, make, right? It, no, it, it's true. It's like anxiety, though. It wasn't necessarily like, I didn't do shit. I didn't train. He would get super freaked out before fights, so he'd get fucked up all week. It's still wild well, he took three hell, years yeah. off. And Gan mm-hmm. was, you know, Gan. Look, and Ganya was was the was the was the man. Gan gave him a run, right? Like Gan, Gan fucking looked great, and he fucking tapped Gan out in about thirty five seconds. It was a he literally walked into the ring, got kicked in the dick, and then choked him out. That was specifically how yeah. I picked John Jones. I said if Francis Ngano with a couple years of blown out knees can can wrestle out wrestle, uh, you know, Cyril Gan. Oops, John Jones. All right, let me ask He'd never even seen that choke up against the cage, man. He'd never even seen like that. He went, he got him twice. He could get choked out there. That was pretty dope. He got him twice. Mm -hmm. He got him, he got him under Mm -hmm. there. And I was sitting up in a suite at a bad angle and I couldn't see it. Right. And I'm like, there's no way John has him right there. No way. And then he cranked it it again. And then John, John said after the fight, he's like, I thought I was going to break his fucking neck the first time. Right. So John Jones doesn't, I knew he he was going to tap. He doesn't squeeze unless he's got it. Jesus. Yeah, to, to be fair, going into that fight, I thought Gain was going to win. Uh, I, I thought he was going to be able to touch John Jones. John Jones has never fought anyone with a range like that. Uh, Gustafson was as close as he got. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought Great he was going to get touched, and I thought Gain was going to be able to, to hurt him. Uh, 
I, and Gain, Gain got in that cage and he fought scared. I mean, he was the bigger guy and he kind of played that backup. It, it really surprised me. Jones had that beautiful slip, slipped to the outside, got around the waist, took him down. It was like, oh man, that was that was something else. Um, it, it, I, I was wrong. I, I made it very public online that I thought Gagne was going to win. We've seen, we've seen it. <laughs> and, we've seen it there, Sam. Yeah, there, I, there, there were a lot. I, of, I, we'll I probably put some of those highlights the into the into the reel. <laughs> But yeah, I'll say but, this, like, yeah. that was, as a that betting was, guy, go uh-huh. ahead. Well, okay, I was, I was going to say is, like, dude, I, I don't like picking fights usually because I've watched this goddamn sport for too long. Like, we've seen everything. You just never know. And um, I always, like, have, like, the two ways I see it going. And the second way was definitely what you just said. Like, John Jones struggles against even Dom Reyes. Dom Reyes, Gustafson had the similar reach. Now, Gon's an actual heavyweight with that type of reach. If John looks mm-hmm. like shit and can't get him down, Gon absolutely could clap him on the feet. Absolutely. John Jones isn't – he's dangerous everywhere. But, no, Gon's a striker, mm-hmm. you know, generational talent almost. For how long he's been doing this and how good he got that fast, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was totally, uh, you know, predictable if that would have happened. But – it was but just also him getting out wrestled about, by Francis. Yeah, but there's also something to be said about, you know, you might be a great striker and you might be this and that, but if somebody's got a head on them, right, and they can think their way around the ring, like it's going to be yeah. hard to outstrike them regardless, right? So I That's mean, like John he, wasn't yeah. going to get into a fucking brawl to where, where, where Gan could just tee off, right? Like that was never going to fucking happen. So at that point, like what is, what is his edge, right? Other than John's rusty and he's now fucking 50 pounds heavier, right? And we haven't seen him like that's that's gone's only edge in my book. And here's where here's where I love like UFC betting and, and combat sports betting is this. If you watch the lines on that fight, OK, it started off as gone as the favorite. Right. Started off as yep. gone as the fucking favorite. I'm telling you, as soon as that line came out, it got hit so hard by the sharps at the books that it flipped real quick. And I think it ended up being like John minus like 300 or 450. By, by go time. Think so. And obviously it was quick work. But I mean, the beautiful thing about like, like, like lines in UFC and combat sports versus lines at a basketball game or a football game, right? You don't have a point spread. It's one man in a fucking cage versus five guys on a basketball court, 11 guys on a, on a football field or 22 guys on a football field, right? Anything can happen in that situation to where you maybe not have an edge. But in that fucking ring... Yeah. All it takes is one punch. All it takes is one fucking leg lock. All it takes is one choke, right? And that's the beautiful thing about it. And I'm sure that's what you love about it, Sam. And like in its purest form is there's nobody else to fucking count on. You ain't throwing a fucking alley-oop to anybody. You're, you're punching the guy in front of you. Yeah, no, it's one of those things. It's, it's a team sport and that you need a team to do it, but you get yeah. out there. It's all on you. I mean, there's that your coaches aren't going to be able to tell you anything magical between rounds. Uh, you're, you're, it, it is up to you to go out and perform what you practiced with your team, and it's just it's about as much fun as if, if you lose, it's your fault. It, there's no way you can you can share the blame with anyone. Yeah, and I think that's a beautiful thing about like um, even even Sean, right? Sean got knocked mm-hmm. the fuck out by Alex. Invites him over to train, and now yeah. look at them. They're fucking training together. That's what I love about combat sports. And I didn't, I didn't understand this growing up, right? Because I wasn't in it. I wasn't in the, in the field. But man, when I trained with Roy and, and started to learn boxing and got into the gym and, and I was doing, you know, sparring practice and stuff. And 
afterwards, it's like everybody is fucking great together. You know what I mean? And that may not be the case in, mm -hmm. in all cases, of course. There's going to be some bad blood or whatever. But like when you're in that gym together, it's like there's a camaraderie, there's a brotherhood there that that's unmatched to me in other sports. Mm -hmm. No, it, it is. I, I made a post the other day. I said the, the world would be a better place if everyone got hit in the face once or twice. Uh, and it's just true. You will not, not find better friends than on the wrestling match or the kickboxing ring or the MMA room. Uh, it, it, once you have, once you have that group of friends that are willing to beat you up, you have friends for life. I mean, these guys, Sean and I, we, we've been training partners for a decade now, last five years, it's been off and on. He went one way. I, I stayed where, where I was. And, and but we're still i mean i, I called him and said, hey you want to do the show with us he said yeah let's do it my man uh next time i'm out there he's got a room or a couch for me to crash on uh we we will be buddies for the rest of the time uh and it's it, it's just a, a a bond that won't that is so hard to make anywhere else where you're not you know beating each other up a little bit it, <laughs> but you know what's funny about that it's is, the respecting yeah, Peep this. 100%. Dude, it's all respect. It's the, it, you, learn, you earn respect physically as opposed to like just finding common interests or whatever the fuck makes you respect someone in real life. Like, dude, it says so fucking much that half the time, if you ever gotten a scrap with some dude in high school, you fucking hated. You beat the shit out of each other and you both go, nah, he's not that bad, I guess. Right. If that can do that to someone you fucking hate, imagine fucking doing that with someone that you're like, let's see what this guy's about. Yeah, the respect and like camaraderie that that shit builds is just insane. I was going to bring up this point too, like exactly what you just said. You get punched in the face, you know it, right? As as a as a dad, right? We're going to move into a different area here. As a dad, you know, I was talking to my wife the other day, and I'm like. You know, we're talking about these things and it's like we're talking i'm talking about a son and my and my daughters and it's like if anybody disrespects you you know don't put up with it right you get don't don't ever instigate anything but if anybody encroaches your area or threatens you you better be the first to act right yep. but also it's it's funny it's funny the dynamic between and you'll know this sam the dynamic between boys and girls right raising boys and girls because you know the boys as soon as they fight like max said as soon as they fight they're going to be friends again, right? Now the girls chat about each other and they're, and they're mortal enemies until like the day they die. Right. But if we're all playing, uh -huh. if the boys are playing basketball in the yard and they get in a shoving match and somebody throws a fist, it goes down and they go right back to the game five minutes later. <laughs> so this is something, uh, I, I don't know how much you guys train, but you'll anyone watching or you guys, if you're in a gym where there's more than one girl, and then one new girl comes in, they don't train together. I mean, for the longest time, they will not go together. And so if, I, if I'm in a practice room and there's somebody new at the gym, they're my new plaything. I'm going to make sure I get a round or two with them. It, when you go to a girl's, a girl's practice or a practice where there are girls and a new girl walks in, the other girl stays far away from her. The new girl stays away. She works with the boys. And it is the damnedest thing. I don't understand exactly why it is, but it takes practices, not just like the next one. It takes weeks of practice before they start, you know, hey, let's let's do around. Let's spar around a little bit. And it's I, I've been watching this for my entire career, watch, watching girls not work together. You know, prefer to work with the boys than, than the girls uh, until they, their clique is formed. And it, it's just the strangest thing. See, my, I, I'm not going to generalize everything, you know, or like group. Every, just my theory of that is just straight up like women are just competitive in a different way. 
dudes are a little bit more down to like find out i don't know like i feel like when girls finally nope. go at it they're gonna go full because like i've <laughs> it, it, dudes dudes can have like this middle ground where it's like all right you're pretty good i can see what you're capable of chicks are gonna just fucking bang <laughs> like there's a different type of tap. It, it's just Somebody's like a different... tap and, and submit it it's someone needs to be the bitch yeah like someone right, yeah, needs yeah. to something like that bro i don't know yeah yeah like the old the old schoolyard fights I mean, right like if we yeah. if we knock somebody down we just let them back up right it was like it's just a respect yeah. thing you knock them down yeah. and then you're like all right everything's yeah. good everything's good but those girls there, there's no Chick off pulling there's no hair off and beat, ground and pounding yeah 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 no when, when it's on <laughs> when it's on it's fucking on with chicks and when you think about it, it's like dudes do almost everything to impress chicks right i feel like women yeah, do the same the thing like kids the other day yeah <laughs> interesting i'd like to hear about that no <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah my 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 little girl and boy they were, said reagan just so you know the rest of your life boys are going to do stupid stuff to try and impress you i turned to my little boys i will just so you know for the rest of your life you are going to do stupid <laughs> stuff to try and impress your girl <laughs> they had so, to say what do you still do that with mommy so why do you think i fight yes the paycheck's nice, but it's to impress your mommy. Yeah. What's your what's your sub punched like in the face over that. and over after after how many years, Sam? How many years you guys uh, been together? Yeah, we've been together ten years, going getting closer to eleven years every yeah. day. There you go. After a decade, he's still getting punched in the face. He's like a fucking peacock, right? <laughs> and then the oh, shirt, the 100%. shirt too, peacock colors right there too. What is that actually? What what's the pattern? They're, they're uh, monsters, monster monsters. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Oh, fuck yeah. So, Sam, tell me, tell me about like wh- how'd you get started? Tell me about your career. What what made you get into it? Like, what was the upbringing to get you into fucking fighting? Because it's not a, it's not an yeah, easy I, path I, to I, go down. I, I I was a band nerd. I mean, I was not an athletic kid. I'm I'm hardly an athletic adult. Now it is this constant training to make sure I don't get lapped up too badly. Uh, no, I was a band nerd, band board president, two years running in high school, went on to college, played semi-professionally. I was a trumpet player, uh, semi-professionally played that. And uh, I, I stumbled into to weapons. So I've got my, my nunchuck and my side and all that. Hold on, hold on, in hold college, on. I got, I got one, I got to cut in. I got one question. What is a semi-professional trumpet player? What the fuck is that? <laughs> so I never got paid, but the band got paid. <laughs> so I, I've always called it semi-professional. You needed an NIL deal. You needed an NIL. NIL deal, you could have got paid as a trumpeteer. <laughs> and it was, I was good. Somebody might have paid me, but I never made a dime playing trumpet. Uh, yeah, so that's semi professional trumpet player. Uh, and so I started doing, I, I was in college, I was going for business management. I wanted to have my own gym someday, like lifting gym. I'd been a personal trainer my whole life, uh, or my whole adult life, anyways. And I said, oh, let's do this. So I found a weapon, a, a guy, Kobido Karate. He was showing me how to use weapons and nunchucks. And I was doing that. It went up to a tournament and there were like people fighting off into the side. I said, oh, what's that? So, well, that's pancreation. I said, okay, what's that? He said, well, it's a, you're allowed to hit anywhere but the face. Other than that, it's a fight. He said, oh, okay, I'll do that. So I jumped in and I did real well. My, my first tournament, no training outside of trumpeting and ninja weapons. Um, I, I, excuse me, I, I went in there and I took second place. I lost to the, I got guillotine and like bad guillotine. I went out, out, uh, and I, in the, the finals 
and just like, well, that was amazing. So I did one or two more of those tournaments and I won the next like two or three of them. And then eventually somebody said, Hey, you want to fight tomorrow? Said, sounds great. Let's do it. I uh, went there. I, I was one of those guys that showed up with like pockets on my shorts and I had century gloves, which are about two ounces. Didn't wrap my hands. Had no idea what I was doing. No training whatsoever. I uh, went in there and I, I destroyed him, but I didn't know the rules. So round one, I mean, I moved, I moved his face to the left. He'll never look straight again in his life. He fell over and I thought the fight was over and it wasn't. So I kind of celebrated. He stood back up, bell rang. Round two, he took me down, beat the shit out of me. And he beat the brakes <laughs> off me for the second round. Oh, yeah, these are the rules. Uh, and I was hooked. I said, well, damn. So I just kept fighting. My next fight, I fought some guy who was about 350 pounds and knocked him out in 12 seconds. Then I fought Rodney Sleepers. I beat him in a decision. Then I got to fight over in Russia. So this is how I finished my amateur career. This is about four months after I started fighting. I said, hey, you want to fight in Russia? I said, let's do it. So we went over to Russia. I was there for about two weeks. The, the last day we fight, it was in like a circus arena. There were lions and tigers back do- backstage where I was warming up. We, we walked out and it was puzzle mats. I mean, it was like a quarter inch thick puzzle mat with like a schoolyard fence going around us. Uh, so, and I won. There were five Americans. I was the only one to win. It went, we fought two rounds. And if it was a draw, we go to the third round. Went to the third round, won the third round. Got home from Russia after a two-week trip on Monday. On Wednesday, I got a call. I said, hey, do you want to fight in this tournament next weekend? I said, I'm in. Uh, so I drove way up north in Wisconsin, and there's three fights in one night for King of the Cage, and I beat out, knocked out all three of them. I said, yeah, you're a pro now. I said, cool. Uh, they gave me a big check for $1,000 because that was the, the grand prize for winning. I said, your next fight will be King of the Cage, and we'll pay you like 150 bucks in gas money. I said, I'm in. And that was pretty much when I said, oh, I guess I'm not playing trumpet anymore. Um, I turned pro. I was probably a fight or two after that that I started training. Uh, and I was the head coach of my own gym. I just started making it up. Uh, and that developed into something. I, I don't know what I was doing, but I became one of the best fighters in Wisconsin. And my wife, who, who we were dating, just dating at the time, I uh, said, Sam, you could do something with this. I then learned about the UFC. I learned about the, the potential that I could be as a professional. And uh, But he said, you got to start training for real. You got to have somebody tell you what to do. So she said, go to California. It was between Coconut Creek, Creek, Florida, and Temecula, California with Dan Henderson. She made the call. We moved to California, and that's where I really started fighting. I was probably 12-1 and one going, moving out there. That was kind of the start of my career. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know who I was doing it with. I, I was making it up, and apparently, I hit pretty hard. Um, and that, that's that's how I said. I don't know. If, I don't know if a story like that is possible. I'm assuming. Now. I'm assuming you, MMA, you you hit pretty hard at that point. I, I kept knocking people out. I yeah. I'm sure. Every, that's a good I'm indicator. A yeah, I, I'm a southpaw, but I'm right-handed. I didn't know I was a southpaw until I was like six and one as a professional. I didn't know I stood uh. the wrong way. Somebody said, why do you stand that way if you're right-handed? I don't know. That's how, that's how we stand. Uh, and power that, that hook was out just front. My, power hook out front. Power hook out my, front. I, and it I is, got my I hips to help me with, with my left A-bomb. hand. I'm the same fucking yep. way. I, I, this last fight of mine a couple weeks ago, that was my 20th professional knockout in MMA. Um, and it was that lead hook. It, it gets the sets up everything. And I had a blast with it. And I, I've been... You know, fighting ever since from trumpet player to I made it to number 10 in the UFC. Uh, 
and that that was I would have never guessed it. I didn't mean to do it. I stumbled into it, but I made a pretty good career out of myself while while doing it. That's all right. <laughs> so it was, uh, I tell you, I was at dinner first time uh, Ilya and I met, and it was me, Malky, Ilya, and Bo Nickel. And so Bo Nickel was sitting next to me. Ilya was across from me, and Malky's right here. And so we were all talking, and obviously, you know, it was a great conversation, right? So the 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 juice is flowing, the conversation is flowing, and we're talking about the upcoming fights because at that point he didn't know he was fighting uh, Josh Emmett. He actually wanted to fight Ortega really, really bad. Well, he wanted to fight Patty really bad. Oh yeah, Patty's not yeah, fighting at forty-five does. again though. Yeah, no, he yeah. wanted to fight Patty, dude. So well, I know bad. he did, but Patty's not yeah. making forty-five. And I think Toperia yeah. would have gone to fifty-five to beat his ass, and that's not but, a pretty fight. But anyway, and keep Dana going. does not want that fight, right? I mean, let's be honest, Dana does not want that fight. Barstool right? doesn't want to roll Patty up in a fucking roly poly and, and ends him quickly. So he doesn't want that fight. But we were sitting there, and I tell you a funny story. So Malky, God bless him, love the guy, but he's like, Oh yeah, I wrestled in fucking, you know, high school and yada yada. And I said, Well, I looked at Bo and I said, Well, you know, hundred dollars says you can take him down in fucking five seconds. And Malky puffs his fucking chest up and says, You can't do that shit. Whatever. You know, I don't give a fuck who you are. Malky weighs about 250. So I'm like, Malky, the fucking grass is fucking six feet away right there. I was like, let's just fucking find out. So Malky, Malky pushes his chair back. And I looked at Bo and I said, Bo, do your thing, right? Do your thing. Oh, leaving and, us on the cliffhanger. Oh, I needed to hear the end of that story. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, fuck me. So I said, I said, I said, Bo, you got to do it. And fucking Bo stands up, dude. Him and Malky square off. 2.2 seconds. 2.2 seconds. Hey, and Malky pops immediately back up. Hey, I've never seen a 250-pound man man roll over so quickly and pop back up and say, you cheated, you got me too early, right? So I looked at Bo and I said, Bo, get him again. Malky goes, what's the bet? And I was like, three and a half seconds. 2.7 seconds. Bo fucking rolls him up in his yard. Dude, it was fucking unbelievable. Bro, I got to be dead ass. I could, I don't give a fuck who you are. I'll I'll go Malky right now, bro. I don't give a fuck who you are. You're not taking me down that quick. I got a nasty sprawl. Where was his sprawl? He had no, I will fucking sprawl like I'm doing the Johnny Walker worm. I don't give a fuck. You aren't getting under my knee. Like, you will, but not in two seconds, bro. You'll have to fight for it. Christ. What was Coward doing, bro? All right. I will get Bo on this show. And we can do it. We can do it fucking live. And Bo will put you down. And I'm telling let's, you less than let's make, four let's seconds. Let's make sure. Three seconds. I got to beat three seconds. Three seconds. Three seconds. I got this. Bo will put you down in less than three seconds. I've got the fifth greatest takedown defense in UFC history. Statistically, accurate. I don't know if I could last three seconds with Bo Nickel. No, I'm not saying last. Just before you get taken down. I, I don't know if I've got three seconds of being able to stop him from taking me down. Shit, I'm re- I have never I'm been a guy who is 1-0 in the UFC that I'm so sure could be champion right now. I think he Bo could Nickel. walk in. I think he could beat uh, uh, Alessania. It's Bo. You, really? if, if Bo gets if Bo gets Adesanya's leg, if he gets any part of him, dude, and he, yeah. and he can put him down, it's over. Adesanya has no chance. I, I agree. I, I think, yeah. He has to make sure Alessandro doesn't do a flying knee into him. Yeah, I think Bo admits him in the first. 
Adesanya, uh, spectacular fighter. Fucking Pereira, spectacular fighter. But when I, I tell you this, when I talked to uh, John Jones the first time, I said, "Like, what's the what's the biggest different differentiator, right?" And he looked at me and he he said, "It's not even fucking close. It's wrestling." Yes, a hundred percent. It's wrestling. You could you can get a man UFC. down and control mm-hmm. him. Like, there's there's no stopping that, right? Dude, hardcore nope. fans, Sam's going to tell you the same thing. Hardcore fans know this. Fighters know this. Wrestling is the number one base. BJJ can help you a lot, but wrestling is it. Yeah, yeah. Argue Sambo. Yeah, but wrestling, there's not a close second. Uh, you, you couldn't go into the UFC with nothing but jujitsu, but you could go into the UFC with nothing but real good wrestling. All right. So, yeah, I, I mean, I completely agree. I think Bo Nickel is the truth. I think Bo Nickel is the yeah. fucking future champion. And I think Bo Nickel will do it as long as he wants to. And here's what I love about Bo Nickel. I sat with him for two hours at dinner, and him and I had just a heart-to-heart, normal conversation, right? And I was like, Bo, like, like tell me your background, because I didn't know that much about Bo. And so Dude. Bo's telling me, he's like, you know, One needless to say, the motherfucker's a, what, a, a three-time, four-time national champion, right? Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, bags, like, you know, my thing is like, I, we've, you know, me and my wife have, uh, we're newly married and we have rental houses and we're doing this and we're doing that. And I'm like, Oh, well, you know, that's my background, right? That's like, that's where I made my money was in, in vacation rentals and short term stuff. And I was like, I'll be happy to help you anytime. Like whatever you need, I'll, I'll send you all my paperwork for my business. And we had a, we had a great conversation. That's what I love about Bo was it was like, it wasn't that UFC was necessary right it was like he's a smart enough kid to succeed on a, on multiple different levels but at the same time he's still doing this because he just can and i think that's a really fucking special attribute when it comes to a fighter is like they don't need to be in there they just are yeah well yeah i, I the one thing i haven't seen about him is if he's flinchy when somebody punches him yeah. a lot of times good wrestlers they pull their head back I've just never seen anyone get the opportunity to punch at him. The one, un, the one thing I don't know is if if he's flinching. I'm not even worried if he has a good chin or not. I'm just worried if if he can get in there without without flinching. If he, I, I've got a, a training partner that goes down once every other month to work with me. He said he says he's not flinchy, but we'll, we'll see. I just haven't seen it yet. That's always what we see, isn't it, Sam? These his guys, his come last win was a look- knockout, right? Mm, was his last win yeah. not a knockout? <laughs> Me and Sam hey, were just talking about how we knocked him down and choked him out. No, he knocked him down and choked it out. It was on, it was on John's card and uh, March fucked 4th. up everybody he fought. Yeah, I don't remember. Yes. Exactly. He, his last fight was he had a blatantly illegal knee to the groin. Oh, wow. It was, it was oh, it, yeah. the ref didn't see, so power to him for taking advantage of it. But uh, it oh, was it yeah. was there. It was, oh, yeah. I know he denied it afterwards, but I don't think he'd watched it yet. It was Sometimes it, it happens. Everything. Yeah, yeah Jamie Pickett. Jamie Pickett. Yep. That's yeah. right. Yep. Yep. That's exactly what happened. I can't believe I forgot that. Go I just texted Bo. Hey, I just texted Bo. I said, we're filming our first fucking UFC show, and it's turned into the fucking Bo show. And he said, really? <laughs> he said, tell really? Him, tell him Max said four <laughs> seconds, baby. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> That's what uh, she said. Little brother Bo. Little brother Bo. <laughs> I'm going to see if I, hey, I'm going to see if I can get him on right now and have him tell the fucking Malky story real quick. I think I could do three seconds. I could get past three seconds. Before you better count faster than that. Hey, he said. He said how Facetime. Hang on. Let's see if we can get him on real quick. That'd be a fucking banger. If we can okay. Get him while you get him, let me go give my dog another treat. Poor thing. Yeah, get him a treat. <laughs> I can feed that motherfucker, Mac. All right, he's coming on. Oh, cool. 
dude. I'm really excited about this. I, me too. I, I didn't realize I'd be so excited, but ooh, I get to talk to Bo. <laughs> I, I've never been so excited to watch the career of somebody as I am with Bo. All right, Bo's going to be on in a minute. Um, <laughs> hey, what a show. Hey, boys. We, we ran our fucking first uh, podcast. We got fucking Bo Nickel and Sean Strickland on. Not bad. <laughs> Light work, baby. <laughs> Light work. You were Strickland versus Bo. That'd be a hey, fight I'd on, be interested but, but in. But Mac, you said he couldn't finish you in how long? Four seconds? Five seconds? Okay, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Let's keep this narrative under control. I swear to God. If you guys start talking like I'm saying I'd beat him, no. All I'm saying is I truly think Bro, I can eject my knees outside the back of my body so fast in a fucking sprawl. He will be taking down a two by four. Three seconds is all I'm saying. He'll get me down, but I think I'll last three seconds. That's all I'm fucking saying, dog. Matt, you better watch this out may for this be the problem. <laughs> yeah, you last in three seconds. Maybe the issue with uh with the with the picking up chicks with the at the women. bar. Yeah. Call us in the shower. <laughs> What's up, boys? What's up, Bo? Hey, Bo. Uh, hey, Bo. Go ahead. Before before uh, Matt can deny it, he just said he'd take you down in three seconds. No! That's what he just said before you came on. He said he would get you three seconds, he'd put you on your ass. Oh, <laughs> we got a recording, oh, dog. Fuck that. Don't listen to these bitches, bro. <laughs> Fuck all that. Uh, hopefully this isn't live. You can cut all no. that out. No, yeah. they're not. You're gonna, they're gonna add that part. But peep this. Right, I so, will. So, I'll, I'll say here, it my fucking self. Before, story. no ice bags. You suck, bro. You talk too much shit. Go ahead. We got a story. I saw the Malakawa thing. I, I saw all that. Ice bags has informed me. I'm very familiar with your career, um, and your accolades. I'm sorry, dude. He's got no sprawl whatsoever. I think I could take three <laughs> seconds before you got me down. I'm not winning. But I think I could go 33 <laughs> seconds, three seconds before you got me on my back. And I'm willing to right, I'm really, yeah. willing to test it. You tried to slip into 30 there, and uh, I don't know about that. But three, my yeah, you could probably get three. three seconds. Word. We need to find out. We'll find out. I, yeah, we can. We can. But uh, yeah, this has been a thing for me probably. So some a lot of people maybe don't know this about me, but I played like high school football too. Um, but of course, like I wrestled my whole life. And so this thing of, hey, I bet you can't take me down isn't new to me. This has been happening since I was like 13. Oh, yeah. So I've seen it happen too many times. I, I know how it ends. Well, see, again, <laughs> before they take the narrative, you get me down. But I think my sprawl is good enough for three seconds, dude. I'll go plank. I'll go plank so fast, bro. It'll take you three seconds. That's all I'm fucking saying. So don't let them hijack the narrative. But anyway. He was saying flying triangle is what he's going for. Bell rings. He's jumping for a triangle. Well, now you're giving away my game plan, dog. (laughs) (laughs) So here's how it started, Bo. I was telling him, I was like, oh, I was at dinner, and we have Ilya, and I said Bo was sitting next to me, and we had this conversation, and then obviously it evolved into – you just murdering Malky within three seconds. I said it would happen, right? I think. Hang on. Yeah. I think. I think Malky actually still owes me a couple grand from that because I never got paid. I had several yeah, thousand dollars on Bo taking him down within like three or four seconds. Did I not? You did. You did, and it happened multiple times too. Multiple so. <laughs> times. I said. I said. I've never seen a two hundred and fifty. I'll say this: a two hundred and fifty pound man get up that quick. 
after you took him down, he bounced. Dude, it was like a spring was under his ass, and he shot right back up and said, Where was that you, energy dude? on the sprawl, bro? His exactly. sprawl looked like he saw a mouse. He went like, oh, exactly. that was it. That was it. It was, it was <laughs> hey, it was, he got, he, hey, it was like this, whap, and then, and then it was like this, Bo cheated. It was literally like that. It was like, hey, the blow-up dolls with the fucking sandbags at the bottom, you know what I mean? It was like, eh, cheated, I'm back ready to go again. Oh, man. Yeah, to be fair, I never, yeah, he did move pretty fast, popping back up. I was just, uh, I was ready to go, though. You know, I knew he was, it was one of those things where he was definitely way, way out of pocket confident. And, uh, <laughs> It was just funny because he had no idea what was about to happen. I'm like, Dude, I, knew. I know. I know. Was- How did he not? Yeah. How did he not, though? I don't know. Hey, hey, he it's said weird. out-of-pocket confidence. Dude, that's dead-ass. Yeah, like- yeah, confidence insane. Like, oh, John Wick, I bet I fucking smoked you on a six, what, six shot? Yeah, I'll beat yeah. you on that. Like, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck are you talking about? Yeah. It just happens every once in a while with people, though. I don't know why. Um, like I was saying, when I was young, uh, I would be playing football or something and there'd be like a lineman or some big dude. You know, I was, I wasn't very big in high school. I mean, I weighed probably, probably 140, 150. There'd be these big dudes. Oh, you can't take me down. I'm like, dude, I put these dudes on the head like regularly all the time. Same thing like at Penn state, you know, I have, I have boys on the football team and stuff. They're like, yo, you can't take me down. I'm like, bro, get real here. And, and for, it just happens every once in a while. Guys are guys. They got the testosterone going. They think they, they know what's up and they don't realize when they run into somebody that trains every day, let alone, you know, has trained every day for 20 plus years. Like what somebody like that can actually do to you. It's just, it's crazy. If you don't know, you don't know, I guess. So here's what I'll say, Bo. Um, and, and you're 100% right in everything you said. Like, yeah, I got that normally it's a, hey, normally the differentiator is alcohol, right? Alcohol, <laughs> alcohol is normally a differentiator and they're like, oh yeah, I can do this. You can't sure. it's like, by the way, you can't. Um, uh, hey, dude, my takedown defense goes up plus five points uh, for every beer I drink. Past I'm sure years. it does. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Yes. Okay. Just but make but that we started off with like, um, we started talking about this and I was like, I had dinner with, you know, sitting next to Bo. And I said, the, honestly, the most impressive thing to me about Bo was that the kid's fucking smart. He's, he's, he's found his girl early. Like he's got all these things going for him. He's got a fucking business, right? He does vacation rentals. I was like, that's where we connected. I was like, that was my business previously. I was like, the kid doesn't need to do this, but he still does this. And to me, that's what's fucking scary, to be honest. Like, you don't have to do this. You're not from the fucking streets, right? And you still do this and you're still the best of the game. And that's to me is like a big differentiator in somebody's mindset of like, I'm going to get you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, I, I appreciate that a lot. That means a lot to me because I feel, you know, that's definitely true. That's the mentality that I have in my approach to fighting in the sport is, you know, I, I really don't have to do this. You know, I, I have a lot of other things going Smart on. Kid. And, um, I could have I continued to even just wrestle and, and, you know, I probably would have made the Olympic team and won, won the gold medal for, for the U.S., which, you know, what was a goal of mine at one point. I, I But I just feel really drawn to fighting. I just enjoy it i love it it's something that i'm super super passionate about and i've, I've been always kind of had it in the back of my mind you know since i was a little kid it was something that i would watch on tv you know my my family and i we'd go to buffalo wild wings we'd watch the fights on saturdays stuff like that and you know me and my friends would 
would fight. I even would just like fight. We'd have these wrestling tournaments where I would fight random kids like in between rounds. We, we'd go back to the to the hallway of some school. We, we'd make sure, you know, the parents weren't there. There was no coaches there. They couldn't find us. And uh, we'd just have like, you know, 20 of us or so. And we'd just be, be scrapping back there in between matches. So that was when I was, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. I actually lived in Albuquerque at the time. And My man. The culture there. And I, yeah. I'm yeah, Mexico boy here. Yeah, kind of crazy. But yeah, that, I mean, you're from there, so you know the culture. It's like people are, are ready to fight and stuff. So that's just kind of how I grew up. And then, you know, obviously um, I went to high school in Texas. I moved. I went to high school in Texas and then went to Penn State. And that was, you know, I was focused on wrestling at the time, but in the back of my mind was fighting. And um, yeah, I mean, now I'm doing it as a professional and I love it and I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm enjoying just learning all the different martial arts and getting better and improving and you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I know where it's going, but everybody else will find out soon. Now nah, we all know where it's going. We, we had this conversation well long before you got on. Sam, tell him where it's going. Yeah, I, I think right now you've got one fight in the UFC. I think you could beat Izzy tomorrow. I really do. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, it sounds like a bold statement. You're wrestling. So when I watched you, the grappling match against Gordon Ryan, it, you you impressed me so much with that with that that match. I, because Gordon, I, Gordon, I, I don't know him, but I've watched him go, and he makes people look, make it look easy. And you, you went with him for, I mean, it was nine minutes before, before something happened. You suplexed him. It was, it just sold me on how, how good you are at grappling. I mean, I, I know what it is on paper, but watching you compete with somebody who I realize how good they are, it was that sold me. He said you, you will be the champion, uh, whether it's you know your next fight or you know three fights from now, it'll be there before long. Thank you, man. You know, that, that means a lot. I, I really appreciate that. Definitely, you know, a lot of send a lot of respect your way uh, to your career and everything that, that you um, have done in the sport. So, you know, that, that means a lot to me. Uh, yeah, I just I really enjoy it. You know, I'm always trying to challenge myself. That match with Gordon, I look back on it as like a little bittersweet because I lost. But, <laughs> you know, I put myself out there and I I did three jujitsu practices before that, you know, I, I <laughs> I trained like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, flew out to Houston and did the match on Saturday or whatever. And so yeah, you when know, you did that match, did you realize how good he is? Yeah, I knew, you know, for me, it was, I'm, I'm super aware of all that stuff. Like I'm, I'm a student of the sport, right. uh, my own sport for wrestling. And then, you know, knowing I was going to eventually get into fighting, I started studying jujitsu. I started studying all the things. So I was well aware of who he was, um, you know, for me, it was just about about challenging myself, put myself out there, and you know, it was just an opportunity that to go against the best, um, and like I said, with with little to no experience, and just see where I'm at. And I think it was a really good learning experience for me because um, I think that now my mindset, I respect and approach every single martial art the same as I did with wrestling. You know, you're not gonna mm -hmm. become a world champion in any of these disciplines overnight. And my goal, not only um, is not only be a world champion in MMA, but I want to be absolutely world-class in, in boxing and Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu. Obviously, I am already in wrestling. And, and so I want to be able to compete at a world-class level in, in all these martial arts. And so getting to go up against some of the best guys in the world in whatever discipline it is, is something that gets me excited. Oh, that, that's cool to hear because I, I'm, I'm so excited to see how your career takes off. I mean, how you beat everyone you're going to beat and just watching it happen. Uh, I, I've not been this excited to watch a let's say one and oh UFC fighter in maybe my, my entire life. 
I, I can't wait to see what's happening next with you. It's him and Hamzat. Thank you. I, my first pro fight was a year ago. And, uh, you know, I've been in the sport a year and a half, and, and I'm looking long-term. So, you know, for me, um, yeah, I could win those fights right now, but I'm, I'm looking to build and keep getting better and improving. They'll come when they come. You know, when I decide that, that they're going to come, then they will. I'm not training for my next fight. I'm training for my 10th title defense. That's a clip right there. That's a clip, man. <laughs> yeah, Ethan, clip someone that clip shit. that. Yep. Clip that shit. Bo, sure. appreciate you coming on, brother. That's yeah, literally, nice to talk you've now been listening for 17 bit. minutes. I got to let you go so you can finish this thing. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I, I, he's still got 10 minutes in him. I don't know. By his posture, he's still pissing. <laughs> yeah, for real. All right. I'll see you. See you, brother. All right, have Later, a good one. Big fan, man. Thank you. Well, that was fucking dope. <laughs> All right, Mike Perry should be jumping on here in a minute. How fucking funny is this, boys? We got fucking Strickland, Mike Perry, and fucking Bo Nickel on the first fucking episode. Yo. Mike. What's yeah, up? Yeah, you said we got to get off the phone. I was like, all right, bye, motherfucker. And now it works. Huh? You. <laughs> you got that Goku. Oh shit! There he is. I don't know about this, man. My screen, fuck. Yeah, you got that Goku. <laughs> that Mike fucking Perry. Yeah, you don't know about this, bro. That's Master Ultra Instinct Goku. That's Loopy from One Piece. Goku. Naruto. Those are the three best anime. Okay, well, if I start watching that shit and I get clowned on, I'm coming back to you. But yeah, Mike, I'm gonna sit, sit the fuck down so we can see your face. God damn it. <laughs> okay, well, if I sit down. <laughs> this motherfucker wants to show his damn shirt off like a fucking superstar. Now look at it. Look at a fucking midget. Hey, hey, Abe, Abe, hey, hey, Abe. Next fight is uh, Mike and Hasbulla. Hey, next fight is Mike and Hasbulla. No, I asked Mike what he would do to Hasbulla. And he literally just went. Fucking pull that screen back. Pull the fucking screen back a little bit so we can see your goddamn face. Pull it back. What are you put talking about? Screen back a little bit. Just a little bit. He, he's probably seen it in 9x16 because he's just on his phone. Bit. I'm looking. Yeah, I can't see you. I'm looking. Hey, I'm looking at this right here. I'm looking at your eyeballs right here. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, no, he's, on, he's on mobile. He's on mobile. He's looking at 9x16, Ice. 100%. He's looking at 9 by 16. 9 by 16. Let's try. Yeah. And so it's coming up for us by 16 by 9. So if Got it. What? A little bit down or up? This way, Mike. You can see this way. Yeah, I'll help Coach. I know exactly Abe, what's help happening my boy. here. Abe, help my boy. Look at him. He's all over the fucking room. <laughs> Does that work? Hey, motherfucker, sideways now. Hey, you look great, but you sideways. But you look great. Hold up. How about? Ooh, look at there it. we go. Oh, Abe, look at you. Oh, you're looking at his shirt. Still. Little up, little up, little, little up. up, little up, little up, little Boom. up. Boom! Nailed up. it. Ah, Nailed there it. we go. Mike <laughs> fucking Perry. Just, just look at the video that Abe sent you fucking five <laughs> minutes ago, bro. Look, 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 look. I got it. I got it. I got it. Where the fuck y'all at? We're in Austin, Texas, and uh, I can drop this for you, man. You guys get this. Uh, I'm doing Joe Rogan tomorrow. My man. Oh, shit. For real. Yeah. Yeah, he can't look back. He said, I want to spend time with Mac Malley before I spend time with Joe Rogan. That's what Mike said today. Mike probably don't recognize me. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. 
don't know. Yeah, no so, yeah we had Sean on earlier. We had uh, Bo on earlier. Wanted to talk to you. I'm glad you came in, ma'am. Pleasure, right, so you're going on Rogan tomorrow. Yes, sir. You know I'm going to be repping Kim Pye. I know you are. You got the wrong hat on, but tomorrow you will have it on for sure. Come on, man. I'm repping that shit tomorrow, man. I, ain't got to... I know you are. I know you, you want are. me to wear that shit boy. every day. You're going to have to pay me more. <laughs> oh, my God. How much more can I afford, hey, Abe? You, you got to look at this real shit. real light right now. Hey, hey. The yo. vacation was amazing. And we'll have those memories forever. But that, it didn't do that to my hey. bank account. <laughs> hey, hey, Mike. Mike. Hey, Mike. You can't, you can't replace memories, brother. No, you can't. You're right. Hey, all right, all right. So I'm going to tell you all a funny-ass story. So Mike Mike and me drink on the boat all day, right? We got the fams out. We're drinking on the boat. We're just having a good time. And we come back to my house. I got I got my boy coming over, and he cooks. He's a chef. So he cooks this fucking phenomenal dinner for everybody. I invite a couple people over from my street, my boys. Hey, and they said, yo, Mike grabbed me by the shoulders like this. Like, grabbed me by the shoulders and said, look right, right in the fucking eyes and said, hey, not everybody comes over to fucking uh, bags this house like this. And my boys were like, yo, like, I live here, man. And Mike was like, no, 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 no. Like, not everybody comes over to bags this house like this. And they're like, bro, like, I, I get it, man. I get it. But like, I've known him for a while, man. I, I live down the street. <laughs> well, um, can pie. pie, baby. Let's go. Can pie, baby. Cheers, man. Damn right. You guys have a good one, bro. We about to go turn up and all. Mike, you fucking man. I'll talk to you later, brother. And uh, I just want to say this. This is what I told. This is what I told Sean Strickland and everybody else. I said this motherfucker has had the the come up. He's he. Hey, yes. Mike is on the fucking glow up, baby. Mm-hmm. He's on the mm-hmm. fucking glow up. He got a girl. He got kids. He fucking happy. He fucking winning. So that's what that's all you need. Whoa. What was that last one? You winning. Oh, I said, I said, you're fucking winning. Yeah, you got women. No, you said you got kids, you got the fucking girl. Like, you fucking winning. Yeah, I am fucking winning. I'm gonna keep fucking winning. You damn right. Whatever that means, Dude, whatever I, I gotta do to do that, I'm gonna stay focused. You damn right. All right, bro. I remember the right. first time I met Mike man, before you, you bounce. Win. Later, bags. Later, Mally. Yeah, Bye, brother. Later, fellas. Fuck yeah. Peace, guys. Thanks for showing up to the first ever Overdogs podcast episode man this is pretty fucking dope if you ask me if you ask sam i think he'd tell you the same same with ice bags up there make sure you tune in next time follow us on youtube follow us on every platform we do this on facebook instagram twitter overdogs podcast at right in front of it we'll see you next time there you go we're out the, the future